0: Welcome to episode 82 of Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Gatto Roboto. For all things Left Behind Game Club, don't forget to check us out on our website at leftbehindgame.club or leftbehindgameclub.com, on Twitter at leftbehindclub, and on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub. After you've listened, if you like what you heard, feel free to give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform that you use. On this week's episode, we find ourselves embodying Kiki the Cat to go on a wild space-traveling adventure. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to Left Behind Game Club, our never ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Chicken McCord, and today I have three friends with me. First off, the friend that you know, the friend that you probably love, uh, our chief guns officer at the Left Behind Game Club. His name is Mo Mertati. But for this podcast, it's
1: meow Murtadi. I tried, I tried. <laughs>
0: Oh my, <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, our uh, other two friends are from the Player Player podcast. Uh, first off, I will introduce the hoop Man himself, uh, Joseph Hooper. Joseph, hey, welcome.
2: what's up everybody? I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here.
0: We are so glad to have you and your partner in crime. Uh, he is the Ursher baby of the Player Player podcast. It's Arsene Lakhpa.
3: Thank you so much for having me on today. And let me go ahead and uh, give you guys my confessions.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow.
1: That was so good. Very smooth. But, very smooth. But just to Thank explain, what, why are you Urshur, baby?
3: Because I am from Atlanta. Hotlanta, as uh, all the people from Atlanta call it. Ah, so if you come to Atlanta, it. be sure every 10 seconds, every 10 minutes maybe, make sure you slip in Hotlanta into your conversations. It's a tradition. Mm. It's a tradition, Yep, yeah. You won't get beat uh, up. I promise.
0: Uh this is not a podcast about Hotlanta It is a podcast about video games And today we're talking about a great one It is Gato Roboto uh, Developed by Doinksoft Published, <laughs> wow. by, published by Devolver Digital uh, Released originally for the Switch and Microsoft Windows On May 30th of 2019 uh, Gentlemen, if you had to summarize What Gato Roboto is very succinctly How would you do that?
3: Cute
2: uh, yep, that's a it. cat's journey to uh, liberate himself or herself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know the gender.
1: That's deep. Yeah, it's, I think essentially if, it was, if I was going to explain it to someone who's looking to play it, I'd say it's a platformer where it's like, I guess, two colors in this situation. It's black and white where you play a super space invading cat that is able to drive a mech and blast things out of his way to eventually solve a mystery slash weird story that wasn't that satisfying.
2: Well, if you want to get technical, Ooh, wow. I guess that's what Ooh. it is. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Oh, here, here we go. Well, uh, in this game, the, the story itself is not kind of what you come for. So if you're worried about having the story spoiled for you, uh, you don't have to worry. There may be light spoilers here, but it's not the focus of what we're doing. Uh, before we get into a- the actual game itself, I need to know, what did you guys know about God or Roboto when I said, hey, let's play God or Roboto for this podcast?
3: Mm, i think for me it was definitely a game that was on my list of like games i'm like okay i kind of i like uh metroidvanias i'm a big fan of the that genre so i really wanted to you know sink my teeth into it but then i heard that it was kind of a short game so i definitely put it on my back burner wasn't really planning on playing it anytime soon um until you guys obviously uh brought it up for um discussion and i also heard there was like a completely like game breaking bug that oh. uh would cause pe- players to need to like restart their games or something uh and what? have to delete their save this was like you know like early on in like uh. before they fixed the patch or something and it was like yeah you fall into this one room you can't get out you just can't leave
1: you gotta <laughs> oh, restart the game no. that's tragic
3: so that's, that's that was another reason why i definitely was like all right i think i'll wait uh joseph what did you know about the game
2: uh, I knew absolutely nothing. I knew it was about a cat in a robot suit and that was, that was about it. I remember when it came out and people were like, Oh yeah, this game is like cute. This game is fun. huh? like we should all play that. And I never heard about anybody ever playing it. So I also <laughs> never played it, but I had it in the, in the library, um, from, from the Twitch free games deals that they always do. So I was ready to go.
0: And uh, and Mo, what did you know about this game before we started?
1: Oh, it's going to be an echo in here. I knew nothing about the game. I think the only thing I assumed was it was like the, similar to like that Mr. Roboto song, just because it rhymed, but based <laughs> off of nothing game. whatsoever. Um, I knew it was about a cat, but that's literally after I searched it. If you came up to me like a month ago and said, do you know what G- Gatto Roboto would be? I'm like, uh, is it an anime? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a promo for it or anything. The only thing I knew was Jacob wanted me to play it for the podcast.
0: Yeah, and I actually found out about the game because of Brian Altano. Uh, I listened to a Nintendo voice chat uh, occasionally, and they had gone through the best Switch games you may have missed for 2019, and Brian spoke very highly of... Uh, of got a roboto in saying that hey it's on switch it's on pc uh but it's like super short it's it doesn't overstay its welcome it's got a cool art style and and that's got a roboto so i was instantly in and uh, i'm actually really glad i played it so uh before we get into describing what this game is in detail uh i played it on switch how did you guys play got a roboto
1: pc pc as well yeah, I was on PC, but I wish I was able to play it on that Switch because it seems like one of those games that are perfect for the Switch. You can just pick up for like a couple minutes and drop and move on with your life and come back to. Yeah, yeah, I, sure.
0: I think that's like a very like that is how I played it. I think that like this game has frequent saves, and you know you may die a little bit, but you're probably not dying a ton. Uh, but I could play this game in, like, 10-minute chunks, and I think I must have played it, no joke, over, like, 20 sittings. Like, it was a (laughs) a nice, beautiful, bite-sized game uh, that if you're looking for something to play 10 minutes at a time, this is it. Man,
1: I died a lot. I don't know about anyone else, but...
2: uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about that, but some of those boss fights... Oh, boy, I was not ready. Boss fights
1: is what really got me. I needed YouTube help with that one.
0: All right, so uh, that's that's kind of what the gameplay style is. So it's a Metroidvania-style game. Um, you play as a, ga- as a cat named Kiki. Uh, the cat is named Kiki. Uh, a tweet from Devolver Digital from May 29th of 2019 confirms that. Um, but it's very much like if you've played Super Metroid, this is almost like a ROM a hack of Super Metroid.
1: I haven't played uh, any of the Metroid games, actually. Um, so- is it like exactly the same story, or is it just mechanics and like it's a robot suit?
0: It's mechanics that are very similar, except uh, in this case, you play as Kiki, who's this adorable little cat, and she gets in this robot suit that uh, you can actually get in and out of at any time. Uh, you have your basic like Mega Man blaster, you have some missiles, and then you get more and more power-ups as the game goes on, but with Metroid, uh, you can get into a ball at some points and get into smaller areas, but you actually can't get out of your suit. Uh, Uh, very similar structure-wise, and then even the story, like, is very, very bare-bones and simple, much like Super Metroid.
2: Interesting. I don't don't know if I made that comparison. I remember playing Metroid, I don't remember what one exactly, but I do remember playing one on the DS a long time ago, but for some reason, this game seemed very, like you said, very, very bare-bones, like, um... Although it is a Metroidvania, I didn't really find many comparisons to any other games that I've played in the past. Just because I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like a kind of like a pet project that turned into a real semi-successful game," um, and I can see where it takes inspiration from things, but um, I don't know. It just didn't feel super fleshed out um, in terms of like it's, it seemed like it was almost there. Like it, it's really. Like oh, you pick up this this weapon, you kind of go back here, but for the most part, it still seemed pretty linear um, for me personally. But I don't know what you guys think about that.
1: I thought the same thing. It's just, it's very, if I could say, like the stereotypical indie style game where, like, you wouldn't find someone wanting to like buy this for let's say X amount of dollars, let's say ten bucks or more. That's when it's like, uh, maybe it's not really worth it because there's other platforms that are pretty high level, like um, some of the. Um, What's it called? The Willow and the What's the Ori or in, in the Blind the Forest, forest uh, games?
0: Or in the Blind Forest. yeah. For
1: some reason, just maybe because it's the art style that helps a lot, or the fluidity of the movements, or any the interactions. Those those types of games are like, wow, that's like a beautiful artistic work. I think it's because it's flat, two dimensional, two pretty much color codes throughout the entire game. That's when you kind of mm-hmm. go, okay, I'm not really getting that much for it. That's why it kind of seems a little unfinished, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, not maybe not unfinished, but maybe like. Had a very very small scope.
1: Yeah, sorry, not unfinished. Yeah. yeah, just it, it's a yeah, yeah. pet, pet project.
0: Yeah, it, it, this game is you know if you purchased it on Switch, I think I got it for like under thirteen bucks. Like it was very short. It's a four hour game that starts off with your owner, I guess, Gary, who crashes crashes his ship on a planet uh, and. What I found in this game is some of the writing was actually, like, pretty clever and, like, made me giggle at sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, your ship crash lands, and what you have to do is get this, this suit and then go through multiple parts of um, this kind of uncharted world uh, in order to basically move through it. Like, there's little to no story explanation of, like you know you just have to move you have to unblock like an aqueduct you have to like cool down a room and then obviously as you're doing all of this stuff you have to defeat the bosses that are in your way
2: right and i guess another key point to that is like uh are we were answering a distress call or something like that so we're we ended up crash landing near like this old military lab or, or something it was something by of the, the camp sort. wasn't it right Where so crash, so yeah. we're like uh we're exploring this once populated
1: military facility. I think, Jacob, sorry, just to go back to your story point, how, like, it was very well written. For me, I felt like it was a game made for and, like, by, like, cat people, if that kind of makes sense. Like, like, and when I say cat people, I'm not saying it in, like, a derogatory or, like, a way like that. I'm just saying, you know the type of people that, like, if they see any cat video, they have to stop and watch the whole thing and then show people? (laughs) Oh, my god. Like, someone playing like those types of people I think would love this because of the dialogue Cause it's like the cat only responds with meow and then the guy like laughs he's like come on cat come on cat it's meow. me <laughs> and I could just I'm not a I, I like cats but I'm not going to consider myself a bunny quotes cat person I think mm-hmm. if I was I'd be like ah ha ha laughing enjoying it the whole entire way yeah Ar- Arson are,
0: are you a cat person
1: I think I do consider
3: myself a cat person I'm kind of like a, on the fence right now between cats and dogs but oh yeah I was really vibing with that uh, with the dialogue like, yes. and I, like I, I definitely <laughs> agree with them all on this one.
0: That, that it was occasionally funny, but you could tell, like, hey, this is for cat people.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like if you weren't, if you're, if you're like, if you don't like cats, I don't think, like, obviously, I, I feel like, first of all, why the hell are you playing a game called About Gato Roboto? Like, I don't know, but yeah, it's definitely kind of has a bit of a target towards those cats. Aren't cat you folks. allergic to cats? I mean,
1: like, I have, like, all types of allergies, bro. So <laughs> yeah. I feel like right. even people that have, like, lactose intolerance will still dabble in a little ice cream if it's a right. uh, exactly feeling.
0: <laughs> um before uh kind of we we get into the the story beats like were there someone mentioned boss fights yeah. and Oof. how some of them were incredibly difficult i think the boss fights were like the coolest part of this game uh, do you have any highlights for like your favorite boss fights without maybe without going into the final one
2: Uh, So, yeah, I'm just going to start off by, I mean, I liked all the boss fights. You know, I thought they were really interesting whenever you ran into particularly the mouse guy. But all the kind of sub bosses were kind of cool, too. But I promise you, I think it was like on the aqueduct level or like the second mouse boss fight where he's like in the spaceship and there's claws and missiles coming at you. I'm playing it. And like so far, it's not too hard. Like I'm chilling. I'm like, yeah, we're going to knock this thing out in a couple hours. And then I'm fighting this. This guy with all these missiles and it kind of becomes a bullet hell. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. <laughs> and then you hear this? This was me. I was just smashing that button, bro. Like I was like, wait a s-. my My hands were cramping up. And I took me about 30 minutes to get past that guy. No joke.
1: Yeah. I was, I, I was in the same boat. I definitely had to like look up like strategies or watch someone beat it and kind of figure it out. One, because I'm not really a guy that plays a lot of platform games, like the side-by-side Mario-style Metroidvania stuff. I just struggle with them, and I get frustrated if I can't like make that jump twice and have to reset to another location. I'm about to snap whatever console <laughs> I have. I don't rage quit in any game, but platformers, because when I hit that wall, I'm just like, oh my god, like not worth my time, not worth my time. I get angry. and Luckily, those YouTube uh, content creators saved my life, and they're like, oh no, it's fine, just follow, find a pattern, and you'll be able to get through it
0: yeah and and for me like just enumerating what they were there's like a um a submarine mouse there's a spider mouse there's an air mouse and then the last mouse is a the lava uh, mouse. yeah you, that one and that was my least for, favorite <laughs> yeah for me it was it was that air that air mech where like you have to – so in addition to the main robot, there's a submarine robot and there's also like a like turret robot. Yeah. And mm. they aren't as good as the regular robot because one, they have less health or they don't have any health. you are stationary. And you're stationary and they're not upgradable, right? So for the Air Mouse, for the Air Mech – this mech has like a rotating shield that's going around it. So you have to get into these stationary turrets, avoid this mech going around the very small stage, and there's a bridge on top. It was like it took me at least like you said half an hour to do that one. I just kept watching the game clock, which is in on your display the entire time. Just mocking you going up. It's just mocking you. It just keeps oh, going. Oh, no. you suck at video
1: games.
2: Wow, that's yeah. that's actually surprising to hear because I thought that particular fight was like one of the easier mouse fights. Um, after, I, I don't know. I think I was just traumatized by that that, that uh, water. It wasn't water. It was like whatever I think the, the one, water one sh- was
3: done with like the bullet hell. Whatever they're shooting
2: the missiles, things. I was just traumatized by that one because I was like, "Dude, I can, my finger cannot go fast. I cannot dodge all these things." So once <laughs> I, I basically just spammed, uh, like the the little turret thing. Like whenever it was ready to shoot, I just shot it, and it was, you know, I knocked that one out pretty quickly. So that's interesting <laughs> to hear.
0: Uh, did you like, did you, so we talked about the, the robot a little bit. Uh, we talked about the turrets. Did you like the submarine that you could get the kind of the third vehicle that you could get in this one?
1: I was kind of on the fence. Like I kind of like the mobility of like using the regular robot or particularly like the cat when you're running around freely. Um, so I was indifferent. Like when I was in the, the submarine, it wasn't really that much of a, I wasn't super stoked about it. I kind of liked the shooting mechanics of having the robot shooting a rocket and shooting the regular gun. Yeah, I'm.
2: Yeah. I'm. I'm interested in hearing like how like arson. Did you think these bosses were hard? Because I feel like when it comes to like these bullet hell type things, like you're way better than I am. Um, so particularly like, did you did you feel like you were struggling at any point or anything like that?
3: I feel like for each of the bosses in the game, it definitely took me a couple of tries. Except for I think like the one that you were, were talking about, like the one with that bridge and like the turret boss. I think that one. Uh, was a bit more straightforward for me um i thought it was the bosses in this game were super weird because you know you got the regular gameplay of the game is very i don't don't know i would describe it as easy you know you're not really struggling to like platform throughout different areas and uh, fight regular enemies then like it's such a difficulty spike when i'm like like especially on the first boss i died like i did not expect to die like at all and i died like (laughs) I think I only died once, but still, I just didn't expect that death. I was like, "Wait a minute, why am I? Wh- why would I die here?" Like, I <laughs> did not expect that whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I think that those the bosses were definitely a lot tougher than I really did expect, especially that uh, the lava
1: guy. Have you guys played uh, Super Meat Boy, or anyone played Super Meat Boy? By any a, little bit, yes, yeah, yes, a little yes. bit, yeah. So I I was tricked by Mike Ruffalo, one of our other hosts that's on the podcast, to try <laughs> oh, it out no. way back when. Didn't know what it was. He's like, oh, it's just a game. You can try it out. It's very popular. So I gave it a shot, and I've never like deleted a game off my hard drive so fast <laughs> <laughs> because of how because no. so difficult it was. And as soon as I saw spikes on the wall, I literally started getting like PTSD- from oh, Super Meat yeah. Boy, I'm like, no, is this gonna be Super Meat Boy Volume Two? What did Jacob do? Why yeah, did he send yeah. me this? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it's a little bit easier to make your jumps and traverse throughout the like everywhere. So thank goodness, yeah, because I didn't want that in my life anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, and once you kind of make your way through, so uh, you've, if you've played a Metroidvania before, imagine the same style map where like it's a it's a pretty decently sized map with maybe you know uh, on one level like say that there's six levels in this game uh maybe there's 30 or 40 rooms uh once you beat a room once if it's locked it unlocks and you never have to go through like if you're passing and like retracing your steps you can just run through the room and not beat guys up Thank so goodness. it's not particularly tough outside of the um the boss battles but as someone who is currently slowly playing celeste i feel your pain Mo. <laughs> yeah. That, what,
1: speaking of that, though, like I kind of was getting, I don't know if I'm being too particular or anything, but I was getting annoyed that the actual monsters kept respawning whenever you entered a new location. For some reason, I just wanted that ability to be like, okay, I already been through here. I don't have to like keep running through it. Near, like, I want to say the second half of my playthrough was mostly like just dodging everyone and just running through to get to the other side, like watching that map, mm, following same. a walkthrough and just, you know, I'm not trying to fight anyone. I don't want to die. Just zip through as fast as I could.
3: Yeah, okay, definitely. Uh, I feel like pretty like on board with that one as well. Like I think the um I don't know, I just think that the enemies like kind of they were just kind of annoying, you know. You yeah. really did not want to like after you kind of faced a couple of them, you know, okay, I get what I get, you know, the difficulty here and there. Um but yeah, I was just done with it with like just like you.
1: I had one enemy I kind of enjoyed and I don't know what it was. I think it's like the OCD of like oh, it's the drill guy. Essentially, oh. if you kind of get in front of him <laughs> and he, he destroys like a platform of bricks to help you like get to a new location, it right. just gave me that satisfaction of like you know when you're vacuuming and you like clean one spot and it's spotless.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. For some yes.
1: reason, it was like it was like a robot for me. You just point in a direction and you kind of clean that one little spot for you. Your it's own gone. Roomba. Yeah. Night- <laughs> night- nightmare to destroy, but those guys are they, for some reason were super satisfying for me.
0: Um, did you find any of the weapons in the game were, were very satisfying or any of the, the power-ups? Because I, I think some of the power-ups, like if you played a Metroidvania game, they're very like common and generic. But I, I really liked, for example, how the spin jump really changed your mobility once you got it. Mm, what yeah. were some of your guys' favorite upgrades?
1: Of course, the guns, man. No, the repeater. <laughs> um, the When your gun becomes like a super rapid-fire, almost chain gun, yeah. that kind of made yes. me complete. I'm in a mech, but I have like a... a uh, 22 caliber pistol with me, like what's going on? So once you get that one, you're kind of like, okay, now I got firepower.
2: Yeah, I like the uh, I like the standard missile, like just one hit KO- KOing like most of the enemies that were in the game until you got like towards the back half. I was like, oh, this is pretty chill. I used the missile probably 80 percent of the time. I completely stopped using the repeater almost once I got. Mm-hmm. Um, like the extra cooldown, so I could shoot three missiles yeah, um, before fun. getting overheated. So it was that was definitely my favorite uh, weapon because it was just like I felt pretty strong with that one.
3: Um, in terms of power ups, uh, I wouldn't go for a weapon as my favorite. I kind of liked the ability that you get. I think when you, I think it's when you get all fourteen of the cartridges, yeah. um, that allows you to dash or like I guess either. I think it was when you get the dash that recharges your spin jump, which basically gives you, like, infinite jumps. And I was like, whoa, like, sure, I'm I'm already, you know, about to fight the final boss. I have no need for this whatsoever. But I just really like that uh, ability just to be able to use that as, like, a mobility tool. I thought it was really cool.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. the The spin for me, the spin jump uh, was my favorite. But you touched on like getting cartridges. Um, mm. Do you want to kind of explain what that power up is?
3: Yeah. So um, the cartridges in the game, uh, you kind of find them hidden. They're kind of like the collectible of Gato Roboto, And what they would allow the players to do would be to go into your settings and basically change the color palette or the I guess whatever color code, however you want to describe it of the game. So you could have game uh, colors that would be I don't know, like a pink and blue color scheme for the game, or like, you know, yellow and blue, yellow, green, whatever, um, which aren't, obviously isn't really a, uh, it's purely cosmetic, doesn't really change anything for the game, but I thought it was cool to just be able to have the option to, um, switch it up, switch up the look. I definitely, I found a favorite, I don't even exactly remember the name of it or what it looks like now that I'm thinking back, but I did find a favorite, like, kind of, like, partially through the game that I just, like, stuck with it. I was like, all right, sure, you're offering me these other ones, but no, nah, I'm sticking with this one.
2: I used urine for a long time.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was no, dying. <laughs> I was dying. I'm like, are they really just do this? Just a like, urine yeah, color palette? This.
2: Sold. Say nothing. Say Disgusting. nothing else.
1: Disgusting. Disgusting. I never, I didn't change my color palette. I kept it black and white. But Really? I, yeah, I'd, um... I don't know about you guys, but I think maybe we've been spoiled just with, like, other games being colorful and bright and, like, easy to identify. I sometimes got lost in, like, what was, like... I shouldn't say got lost. It was very... I had to, like, focus really hard to kind of figure out where to navigate, where to go, because everything was just one color palette and nothing really stood out. Uh, Luckily, the enemies moved, but if any of them were stationary, I feel like they'd almost be hidden. Some of the boxes I didn't know were destroyable until, like, I accidentally would shoot one. Mm -hmm. It was, like... It was almost like... um, Maybe it was a challenging aspect of the game because it's just two different color codes. It's you have to kind of be paying attention to figure out where you're going.
0: You know what this game kind of reminded me of, look wise. Um, do you guys have you guys seen the Playdate console? Yeah, Ooh, we yes, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you say you played it? Yeah, mm-hmm. PAX. Oh snap! Okay, so do you want to explain what the the Playdate is?
2: Yeah, so the Playdate is this yellow Game Boy looking dude that has a crank on the side. And there's I mean, I don't know. There's literally a crank on the side and you use the crank to, to incorporate into the game. So, for instance, at PAX, we played this game where you use the crank to progress time. And then like you're going through the story by cranking. But like the speed that you crank at affects the gameplay and stuff like that. So it's it's very it's a very quirky console. But eh, it's pretty cool, I guess. Not worth it. never out dollars, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know, actually.
0: It's it's coming out I- of this this year, so mm. uh, we will get it alongside the games well, that come with it. But well hopefully we'll get it. But I just the- I just
1: googled it now, and as soon as you said two hundred dollars, I closed the tab. <laughs> was it? I, I,
2: I, I was just throwing. it. I think,
1: it was, I think
3: oh, it's okay. like dollars remember one fifty
2: US. Okay, I remember yeah. hearing the price and being like, I don't know about that, but I mean, even still, one fifty, you know. That's brand right. sneakers. I don't know,
0: but I think yeah. it's fair to say that the the art style of the PlayLink is almost identical to the play to the Gato Roboto Yeah,
2: um, art for style. sure. Yeah, and I enjoyed the art style personally. Like I, yeah. I kind of liked like, you know, going in, I kind of figured that once you saw that first screen where it's like, okay, eight bit, got this quirky, cartoony looking cat and this Jimbo looking guy. I don't know. Like I was like, okay, I know what kind of game this is. So I like the kind of dopey, kind of cartoony. Um ish kind of art style. Undertale, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade on Undertale. That's a masterpiece upgrade worth of an art style. But, uh, you know, I, I thought it was fun, you know, simple. I don't know.
0: Okay, because I thought you were about to come on this show, and after you did, you you make a bunch of crap about Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic. and then you make a bunch of crap on your show about the Wii U. <laughs> I thought you were Cancel about Wii to make U. a bunch of crap about Undertale. No, Undertale Ooh, is one of the greatest games. Call.
2: One of the greatest games. Come on now, I would Thank never, you. I would never disrespect Undertale. Or put that. in the same I would have left the player player podcast
3: if you said
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> um, So we've kind of talked about the art style. We've talked about the gameplay on a high level, some of the upgrades you can get. Um, Do you guys want to talk about kind of how the game ends? Because I think that, like, apart from getting a little story dump at the beginning and some little bit of story throughout, the game kind of goes to a a bit of a weird place in the end of it.
2: So before we get to the end, I just want to say, or I want to throw this out here, and I want to see if you guys have the same thoughts. Like, throughout the game, I had a... I was just... I was really hoping. I was like, "Oh man, we're getting Undertale vibes." Where like this game on the surface seems so lighthearted, so fun, but I'm like, "Is there something? Are they, they going to drop a bomb on us?" Uh, I they thought keep, the same, Yeah, they kept giving giving us hints, and I'm like, "Oh man, this is about to go deep at the end." I'm ready. I am so ready. And then you know, nah, meh, went out with a fizzle, not a bang. And I was like, "Okay,
1: you know, it was fun, but you guys could have did something." <laughs> crazy at the end here maybe it was we had the same moment but i think it was was it with when the rat was kind of saying like you have no idea what's about to happen to you like you don't understand what's like you're doing kind of thing right yeah 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 i think it was that dialogue point right there and i'm like oh no i don't know what's going on i thought it was just a cat yeah i'm like what's what's really happening am i gonna like is something like bad gonna happen and then yeah you're right the ending was very like oh okay this is a high school english story writing project
0: (laughs) it's over it's done this is my grade seven uh cat uh fantasy story <laughs> Yeah, cat the fan, hat, fan can the had yeah. more
1: depth had more depth than I guess this oh I mean this is Not my wrong. GeoCities cat fiction yeah. uh please enjoy it <laughs> yeah. no I'm, I was that was very very uh, aggressive no I, I I just wanted to say that it sounded fun
0: Mo did you think that I actually pulled another undertale on you or like another surprising you know what remains of Edith Finch on you I mean, I loved what remains of Edith
1: Finch that was. But I I thought, once that rat was kind of telling me I don't understand what's going on, I'm like, <laughs> we got something, boys. This is why yeah. Jacob picked the game.
0: Little did you know, it... Not at all. So (laughs) I think they hint throughout the whole story that there's a dog who's very sick and that there's a doctor who, you know, is trying to save his faithful companion. And this uh, this doctor is spending a lot of resources to ensure that his dog, who's very sick, stays alive. And. As you move through the game and kind of get down into the underground laboratory and make it through tons of different uh, enemies and crushers on the ceiling and even like turrets and stuff swinging balls, Mm -hmm. you get to a final room uh, where uh, you face off against um, Mech Gary and then Human Gary, which... Is a rat inside of a human body? <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's
1: a human inside of a rat inside of a human. Yeah, it's a oh, human. In, it, it's the, the, I guess, the laboratory manager guy who's trying to save his dog. Mm-hmm. When you come down there, you realize he kidnapped your owner who is still at the like the battleship where the game started. And he's like, I'm going to put like my dog's body. No, I'm going to put my body inside of this guy. And I'm going to put my dog's body inside of you. That way, like we have like vessels because this dog is dying and they need hosts. And this whole traversing and solving like puzzles in the game was just to see if you were a worthy host to put a body in. So because you made it all the way down, it was like okay, we got something, we got a vessel that we can like use for living a better life, I guess.
0: And so the final boss is like a two-stage boss where it's a like a real like Doctor Robotnik style like mm-hmm. boss battle where there's oh, yeah. a big mech. And he's just shooting down at you and then the mech gets destroyed, which is like a UFO, and Human Gary just gets out with a machine gun and I don't know which one you felt was harder, but I almost felt like the Human Gary fight was harder.
1: Yeah, I think it because he was quicker and he had like yeah. an actual like machine gun kind of in front of him. He's like, Let's do this the old fashioned way And I-, I still think I still think it was really funny that it was a guy with a machine gun like shooting at a cat. that's <laughs> like, that's if you just picture like if that was a movie, how funny would that be just scurrying around like <laughs> I don't know. It's
0: strange. Sounds like a Tarantino movie. Oh, yes. I mean,
2: honestly, I'm going to be real with you. The The last two boss fights, or the two-phase boss fight at the end, trash mm. in my opinion. Just trash. Like, Ooh. compared to what, like, the second boss fight in the game had me stuck for, like, 30 minutes, and then I felt like the difficulty went way down on the last guy compared to all the other fights earlier. I was like dude like all i would did was literally jump over him shoot him from one side he turned me jumped over him shot him from the other side like i thought it was mm-hmm. so like yeah. trivial and i was like this can't like i thought the whole time i was like okay it's clear they're gonna put the dog in a robot body and i'm gonna have to fight his dog and we're gonna yeah. have to d- nope none of that i was
1: dang it man kind of disappointed jacob has um, a point about boss battles he thinks like they're what
0: is it they're not relevant or they're not good like what, what do you think about boss battles jacob So I I think the final boss fights, I think I've I've said this on a previous podcast where like final boss fights are the hardest thing to do in video games because they're usually not very good, right? It's usually like a bunch of things happen and then it's a video game. So instead of a, a villain just like having a monologue and then being murdered, like you have to play it out. Like I always go back to Arkham Knight, sorry, Arkham Asylum and how that is one of the greatest games ever made with one of the worst final boss battles mm. in video games. Period. Right. Yeah. Final boss battles are, are tough because they're usually bad. They usually don't pay off story wise. And unfortunately, uh, this game doesn't pay off. But I don't think that there's a build up to pay off.
1: Yeah,
2: sure. I think
0: yeah. I think
1: they just need complexity. Like they need some kind of new mechanic or like some new pattern that you have to overcome. Like in there's Zelda, like the, something like that. Yeah. Like exactly, and also like I feel like every single player that plays a game, their favorite boss may be something different. So like you might get that one player who like plays this, this game, and you realize, oh, that was the best boss fight because it, it hit some kind of um, trigger in their brain that said this is the type of boss battles I like. Whereas other people are like, no, this one's garbage. I like boss number two. That would have been a better final boss because his mechanic did X, X, and Y. Um, I think that's why usually boss battles are not the best. Because like, what? How can you? Like, what's, what's the, I guess, blueprint for making the perfect boss fight? Like, is it too difficult? Is it, like, multi-stage? Like, you beat them down? Like, I, what is it, kind of, you know? I think that's not a question that's answered.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a game like Cuphead did it so well, where you, you're finally fighting the devil. And, I mean, even that final boss fight was too hard. Like, it's, you're right. Yeah. It's either going to be too hard, too easy, or, like, I, I don't know. I feel like it takes a, a great developer to figure out the magic sauce when it comes to a boss fight. Um, that's why I kind of prefer like everything's falling apart, levels where you're trying to escape or something because it's kind of just like high high action, high intensity, and you don't have to worry about fighting one dude um, a million times before you see the end of the game.
0: So again, the boss, the end, uh, the double-phase boss battle, you beat him, uh, human Gary kind of is, is defeated, and you leave the fight with his dog Barkley the dog's <laughs> name is Barkley and you just kind of leave right That that's the end of the game
1: yeah pretty much because yep. the dog kind of jumps in and just, like gets angry because he doesn't recognize his owner and then like kind of becomes friends with you and then you 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 jump on like a escape pod and yep. you just move on with your life and it's like you just leave your owner's ve- dead vessel body <laughs> by himself and you're just like alright I'm just gonna move on with my life with this dog who's now my friend like very simple I guess like we have to d- we have to release the game. Let's finish the story up, kind of. <laughs> but Watch. did you guys
3: see the? I guess like the end, end, end spoiler kind, or like, I guess it's kind of a spoiler. The end, end kind of credits, almost like a post-credit scene with uh, the mouse is winking or no? Yeah, the, the mouse winks. Like, and you tell see,
0: tell us what happens.
3: So basically, obviously, we're on this ship um, now with the escaped dog and cat, um, and so you're thinking, okay, this is a uh, somewhat of an ending. I guess it's it's it's, it's okay, right? But then yeah. I think uh, was it when you? I think you. I think was it in the credits or was this when you load was the right save after back up? Something. Yeah, no, maybe not right, not when right you after. Back up. Yeah, maybe it's like right after where you get to like uh, talk to the mouse or go near by the mouse and like the mouse. Oh wait, this is something. new to me. Please explain. I I don't. I I thought you're talking about. I think I did boot the game back up because I saw somewhere like online. I looked it up where you go and then like the mouse says something like "Good job, Kiki" or something along those lines, which leads people to believe that. uh, Which I mean, I guess it makes sense that your owner's body is or your owner's consciousness is now in the rat that's on the Uh, uh, on the ship with you guys. Which uh, you know, it's it's an it's an even better ending than uh, what you kind of end up with.
1: And this is post credits. I
3: think this is post credits. Man, I gotta stop
1: doing that. I literally once I see writer name, I like (laughs) Alt F four and leave, (laughs) delete, delete from
2: PC. Easy. See ya.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Like, give me credits. Like, I just got to stop doing that. Because I've been burned with a couple of games we played on the pod where, where we'll be recording. And they're like, did you guys see what happened after the credits? And it's like, what? It's like, oh, there's another 10 minutes of the game. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> What's like, <that>?
0: like, <laughs> like, who's playing games with me, man? Imagine if this man, alt Ford after, like, Metal Gear Solid 4, <laughs> where there's still 90 minutes of cutscenes <laughs> after the final credits.
1: Man, I would have lived my whole life just going, yeah, I beat that game. Yeah, I know everything about it, man. Like, nice. man, it's like, no.
0: Yeah, And you would do it just like that, too, until someone walked up to you and said, do you remember the end of Metal Gear Solid 4?
1: Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'd explain it. And it's like, no, what about this? I'm like, oh, that didn't happen. That's probably a different (laughs) game. You're wrong, buddy. You're You're wrong. wrong.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, what you just described is literally uh my experience with listening to this podcast where i played undertale and i beat it and i was like oh all right that was good and then i listened to your episode on undertale and i was like wait wait a second what is all this that you guys are talking underground Lap? what's happening here like um so it wasn't until like a year later that i realized there was like another extra two or so hours to the game um so yeah
1: you're probably like, oh, that's just a Canadian release version. It's probably a translation
0: <laughs> or something. Oh, or uh,
2: man. They, they get
1: all the good stuff.
0: Any final thoughts on uh, Godo Robato? Roboto uh, before I ask you guys a few more questions?
2: So riddle me this. The dog was released from his little chamber, hopped uh-huh. on the spaceship, and they dipped. Was the dog not sick at all? What's that's going what on I'm here? That's what I'm
1: saying. That's what I was thinking. He
2: didn't need a host. He was fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the other thing, too. like, What's that one condition people get when they're like in space and they don't use their muscles for so long? Muscle, uh, atrophy. muscle atrophy Atrophy. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like well, So this dog just is superhuman. He's been sitting in that <laughs> jelly jar And just comes out oh, Like jelly. does chin ups And does like lunges And just runs away Like what are you talking about Like uh, same Doesn't thing Sickness
0: sense. and atrophy Where are we Where are we So you're saying that the, uh, the crime here Or the sickness Was an overbearing owner
2: Yeah I guess so yes. I guess so I mean I thought life. I thought the, the The moral of the story Was like Your owners are dumb And the animals are the smart ones. That's why they kind of teamed up and dipped out. But, you know, the mouse on the ship makes makes things different.
1: I just realized we completely dismissed that it's a cat driving a robot suit and we're complaining about the (laughs) muscle atrophy (laughs) and (laughs) the sickness of the dog. It's the little
0: things
2: that matter. It's the little things.
0: So you guys are saying you're all cat people, right?
2: Yeah, of course. Team dog. Uh, Any final thoughts?
0: Any final thoughts about uh, Gato Roboto? Um, Um, We'll start with Joseph.
2: Uh, okay. So overall I liked it. Like, I think the main thing you said earlier, um, at the beginning of the show was like, it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, which I really enjoyed if it was any longer, I might've had some complaints, but because I knocked it out in two settings, um, I thought it was fine. Goofy, you know, it was fine. Wasn't too crazy. Um, I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I'd recommend it. Um, it's a short play, but definitely, definitely very light, uh, a very light game i would say
3: uh arson yeah I definitely had uh you know I had high hopes for this game and i i think it met you know it met my expectations it didn't go like you know above and beyond or anything like that um in terms of the ending like i said i did kind of like that little wink at the end and kind of finding out that your owner is you know still with you um as you continue your space journeys or whatnot I do wish that I had played in like you know the smaller chunks like you did, Jacob, um, because I think I I completely just like ran through it one night, three hours, and it kind of like by the end I was like, did I just play this game? Like I felt like I was like having like a fever dream or something like that. Is I didn't that know it? Was, yeah, I, like I I knew it was short, but even then I was just like, what just happened? Like I don't know what just happened in the past three hours of my life. <laughs> uh, I was I was lost. So I do wish that I had um, kind of broken it up at least a little bit, maybe two three sessions of of gameplay. Maybe after each. Um, boss fight or something. I don't know. Something like that. And uh, yeah, I look forward to a Gato Roboto 2. Bring me back. Wow.
0: Yeah. I, so I'll, I'll give it my opinion for Mo. Um, yeah, this is like a very solid 8 kind of game for me. Mm. Uh, the art style is cute. If you're a cat owner, you're just going to go, oh, the whole time. Because <laughs> the cat is the only character that doesn't like talk. It just like gives these very audible the entire time. Kind of like Gary and Spongebob Squarepants. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it plays, it feels good, it looks great. Uh, you can play it in 10-minute sittings. It doesn't overstay its welcome. This is a great game for Switch. Uh, you might actually already own it in your Twitch Prime library if you are a Twitch Prime subscriber. It was free in the month of December into January. I know that's how at least two of you guys got this game. Yep. So check your Twitch Prime library. You might have it. Uh, if so, uh, give it a play, and I think you'll have fun with it. Mo, what do you think?
1: It was garbage, not worth my time. No, um, I, I, I have a similar set to you guys. I thought it was a, like a really good game. It would be great on a Switch to just pick up once in a while and like kind of like bulldoze through it. You don't have to really remember the storyline that much. You won't be disconnected if you pick it up like a week since the last time you've played. Um, I think just a solid mobile, I guess, style platformer that anyone can really enjoy because you just kind of jump with the cat. You have a rocket suit, there's some kind of story. Um, mechanics are they're pretty well done. Um, definitely, I think I would recommend it too if someone had a Switch. Um, for me, I wouldn't play it on like a PC or like buy it for a PC or anything, but that's just my personal preference. I'm not a huge fan of, um, I guess, an 8-bit game on, a P- on my PC. But recommend it to anyone else who's looking for a good mobile game to kind of burn some time or if you're transiting and just want something to kind of get the time passed. I think this is a great solution for you.
0: So I think you're saying it is a good Metroidvania game, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'll say that. Uh, uh, My last question before we kind of close off the show is uh, this is a good Metroidvania game, but uh, this is a very common kind of game category. Um, What I'd kind of like you guys to do is tell us about one other Metroidvania game that you really like, that if someone likes God of Roboto... Play it for three hours, love it, and want something new. They can kind of jump to that game next. We will start with Mo.
1: Um. Yeah. I, I don't even know if it like is considered a Metroidvania game, but do you remember the game Braid that we played? Um, oh yeah. Ju- just Ooh. with like the time mechanic. The reason why I kind of recommend it. It's probably not even similar whatsoever because there's no like upgrades or anything like that. But for me, that's one of the, my favorite platformers just because you're kind of playing with the concept of time and it was just a completely unique like mechanic. Um, I think that's a game I would recommend we also put it on the podcast if you want to listen to that you have that as well
0: yeah I think I wouldn't and and uh, I think I wouldn't call it like a Metroidvania Me game but it is like a platformer where like in this game you're going to have to go back through certain sections to yeah. get the game completely finished so I think it actually shares a lot in that yeah. respect and like
1: also because I haven't really played much Metroidvania games like I said I'm not a platformer kind of guy um, I don't enjoy them that frequently, um, so that's why it's the kind of the closest thing I could think
0: of. Cool. Uh, we will go to Arson next.
3: Okay, guys. I don't know if you guys have heard of this little gem here, but I'm going to have to recommend Melee.
1: Oh, we Baby. did it for the podcast.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Melee, definitely one of my favorite Metroidvania games. Uh, play. I've played through both of them. I own, I think, two versions of the first one. Why? I don't know. It was, I think it was in a Humble <laughs> Bundle or something like that. But uh, it's definitely... And I think I... Did I beat him? Maybe I beat both both versions uh, that I own. But I uh, yeah, I definitely really enjoy that, the, uh, that game. I think, you know, obviously the Metroidvania aspects are uh, really fun. You know, you get your certain power-ups when you go to different areas. And that one is definitely heavily uh, Metroid-inspired, you know, even with, like, the way that you gain power-ups. I think the little statues are pretty much identical, or they are identical to the ones in uh, the original, like, Metroid games. Um, yeah, if
2: you enjoy God or Roboto, you'll have a great time.
0: Uh, Joseph, we'll do you next.
2: Cool. So, my favorite Metro vi- Metroidvania game is Sekiro. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> I'd probably say my favorite Metroidvania game is Hollow Knight, just because that game is an wow, absolute yeah. masterpiece. It's slaps. Um, I mean, yeah, besides the Sometimes eerie and creepy uh, enemy designs in the game. Like, it's relatively cute, um but it is very challenging. Uh, a warning to everyone out there if you played Gato Roboto and you. I felt like Gato Roboto was that game where you're playing it, you're sitting back in your chair, and then you come across that mouse, and then you gotta sit up. You know what I'm saying? When you really have to fight a hard bite, you gotta sit up. You gotta up lean forward, chair. yeah. Lean forward, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hollow Knight? Nah, you're leaning forward as soon as that game starts, bro. It's very hard. Um, but it's just, like, has so much lore, such a beautiful game, uh, and, and, like, it really makes you feel good once you beat it. So, um, absolutely recommend that.
0: Uh, for me, I would probably go to Ori and the Blind Forest. Yeah, man. Uh, it, is a, it is a game we play on the podcast, episode 55, uh, and the definite, Definitive Edition, I think, is also on Switch now, if I'm not, if I'm not Ooh, mistaken. You are correct. Uh, that game is beautiful uh the the soundtrack is just like serene and dope and like getting the different power ups and the jumping and you might even like shed a tear at the end of it mm. uh it is <laughs> super good and the sequel is actually imminent like it's coming out i believe in the next month so Whoa. yeah if it I'm already hasn't if it already hasn't come out it's coming out on xbox game pass you can get it day one as a part of game pass uh, yeah Ori in the blind forest for me, um, but uh, we 've mentioned other metroidvanias. We have played Shadow Complex on the podcast uh, episode fifty four and we 've also played Guacamelee, uh episode <laughs> twenty one uh, show so if you if you like metroidvanias there 's more podcast episodes about it. We could go on and on steamworld dig we we could talk about Ooh. tons more. Uh, But we will not talk about more. What we will talk about before we close the show, though, is about the Player Player podcast, which is the podcast that is hosted by Joseph and Arson. Guys, uh, give us your pitch about your podcast, because I have been a fan ever since Joseph and I met on Reddit about a year ago. So give us that pitch on your show.
2: Okay, so the Player Player Podcast, I guess now that we've kind of switched up things on the show recently... We yeah, kinda, you just
0: said that last week, right? Exactly. Or a couple or weeks or ago.
2: About two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we we kind of switched up the format of things, and now it's kind of, I guess, the best way to describe it is like the Virtual Water Cooler Podcast for video games where... We're changing uh, the name. Yeah, it's called the Virtual Water Cooler Podcast <laughs> actually now. Um, so, yeah, so basically... <laughs> Um, the, the idea is me and Arson, you know, we're good friends. We both are very into video games. Like I'm sure everybody who's listening to this podcast is as well. Uh, and I'm gonna each week bring a couple topics to the table. We're going to discuss them, decide how we feel about them. Uh, and we have this segment called Pass the Sticks, where I say, okay, how do you feel about Sonic? I'm saying Pass the Sticks on Sonic because we need to cancel it, whereas yeah. Arson says, you know, I'm a big fan. You know, I, I mess with Sonic. We'll keep it around. Uh, and we'll just have those discussions just because, like, I feel like with me and Arson, we're really in tune with... Video game news and stuff that's going on, but you know, people that like a couple of my buddies are like, "Hey, have you heard of Death Stranding? What do you think on that?" I can really trust your review on that, or like, what do you think about this or that? So uh, the show is now starting to become kind of like a a, a round table where we talk about video game themes, news, stuff like that, and give our our honest, casual opinions. And then Arson always comes with some some gems at the end of the show um, to close it out.
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely say that if you, if you are listening to the show, it's the chemistry between, between the two of you guys is always super fun. You can tell that you're friends, you make fun of each other, and <laughs> although you have trash <laughs> opinions about Sonic, um, I yeah. trash you, have, opinions, I you have a good podcast. Yeah. Um, if people want to listen to your show, where do you think the best place for them to start is?
2: uh two two episodes ago honestly i always say the best episode is whatever episode we're dropping on thursday each thursday uh at the beginning of the day and drop at midnight um so honestly jump in we're not episodic so feel free to listen to whatever the most recent episode was and if you enjoyed it or if you have feedback uh please reach out to us at player player pod on twitter and, and give us feedback we love uh both positive and constructive Constructive criticism.
3: And hate mail too. Send us that Yeah, go ahead.
2: And, honestly, go ahead and send us some hate mail. any Anything <laughs> to field it. the empty void uh, in our hearts. You know what I mean?
0: Before we close off the show, just a few uh, notes about the Left Behind Game Club. Uh, you can find all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club. You can find us on Twitter at leftbehindclub, on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub. And Mo, if people want to jump in and talk about the video games that they are playing, which maybe got a roboto, where's the best place to do that?
1: Well, if you go to our website, uh, leftbehindgame.club, as Jacob just mentioned, we have a big giant button to join our Discord server where we usually talk about deals um, throughout, talk about the most recent game we just played or what we're thinking about playing. It's a nice little area where we kind of chat about that. Another thing we also have is a little donate button on our site. If you're feeling generous, feel free to drop us some change to help us uh, pay for the hosting. But more importantly than that, we'd love for you to kind of get one other person to listen to the podcast. If you have a friend that's kind of looking for something or, you know, listens to it, give us a shout out. We'd love to have that more than anything.
0: Yeah, so you, you have two new podcasts. If if you wanna send out the Left Behind Game Club, yes. If you wanna send out the player player podcast. You've got two new gaming podcasts to listen to and uh just one more thing if you are listening to us and you have not subscribed to the show uh, make sure that you subscribe to the Left Behind Game Club on whatever podcasting platform that you listen to us on Uh, you find out about new episodes as they come out and it helps us a lot (laughs) gentlemen we will start with our friends from the Player Player Podcast if folks want to find you uh, we'll start with Arson Uh, where can they do so on the internet
3: Uh, you can find me at Leaky leak 13 that's l-e-e-k-y l-e-e-k-13 on uh twitter or and you can just find me as at arson lockwell on instagram that's pretty much it joseph
2: yeah i'm the hoop man on twitter and instagram so t-h-3 h-o-o-p-m-a-n uh on twitter and instagram just go ahead and send me a tweet send me a dm
0: You can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord on all major social media platforms and at jacobmccourt.com and Mo, where can the folks find you?
1: You can find me at Emritati on almost all social media platforms and also in our Discord server chatting away with the crew. Jacob, take us home.
0: And that my friends is one less game left behind.